How much does the whole system oh, of profit-making drive Without the profit, we wouldn't have ICBMs. Uh, if they didn't make a profit, if you nationalized that or if there was no profit in it or something, we would not have ICBMs. The ultimate thing is, is the military-industrial complex on both sides. Uh, do they need... Do they need their ICBMs? What do they do for them and so forth? Okay, I'm just going on about this. But no, of course, ultimately it is profit. But the question you asked is, can smart people in a job whose, uh, whose career or promotion while they're in the service convince themselves that um, it makes sense to try to have more weapons than the other? which, in fact, doesn't make any sense in the context of a nuclear war. It just doesn't make any sense. But can they convince themselves, yeah, if that's the directive they've been giving to do it, yes. Reagan said that, uh, you know, nuclear war cannot be won and must not be fought. Now, as I've often said, he did not say must not be threatened, must not be prepared for, must not be risked. We could use nuclear weapons against a non-nuclear state, and we often threaten it, and we prepare for it. So how about war, though, between two nuclear states, even India and Pakistan? No, they're not going to, neither of them is going to win a war. And we in the U.S. and Russia are not going to win a war, neither. But even the people who know that and don't pretend otherwise in the Pentagon do believe a fallacy. They believe that however bad it is to fight a nuclear war, however bad, it's better to go first than second. Uh, now, I could conceivably think of a counterexample to that, but it's not practical. They believe plausibly, very plausibly, they really do believe it, though it's wrong, that uh, if you're about to be attacked, either within minutes or hours or weeks in terms of a limited conflict, it's going to escalate, and it's going to escalate to all-out war. I believe both sides believe better that we go first. Why is it better? Uh, because you're going to prevail in the end? They may say that, but that's not good thinking. I mean, that really is uh, Trump-like logic, let's say. They think, however bad the damage is in our society, it will be less if we go first. If we lose 50 million by going first, this is what they've often calculated, that will prevent us from losing 150 million if we went second. Now, the reality of nuclear winter, and here's where it does make a difference, is no, after a year, you don't end with 50 million dead, you end with everybody dead nearly everybody. It doesn't make a difference. With nuclear winter, with the smoke enveloping the world and killing nearly everyone, then a year, within months, you can tell, you might be able to tell which one went first. Might or might not. But a year later, no. Wouldn't make any difference. Harvests are gone, the food is gone, humans depend on food. And uh, Nearly everyone dies except the people eating mollusks. But in terms of arms, our political economy is heavily committed, investigated, 
in production of, of these arms, of arms in general, and these particular corporations. Um, as I may have told you before, I have come to think just in the last year that the Cold War was to a very large extent a marketing scheme for massive annual subsidies to the aerospace industry. I'm an optimist. I think we have a chance to get through this. And I continue. I will... Look, when four compartments flooded on the Titanic, there was no chance it was going to stay afloat. It was going to go down. I continue to act as if we don't, haven't yet hit the four compartments. We haven't yet hit the iceberg.